0: It is March 18th, 2022, the day after St. Patrick's Day this year. St. Patrick's Day and the Jewish holiday of Purim fell on the same day. So I'm sure as you can imagine, as an Irish Jew, I am recovering still here <laughs> at 7.16 p.m. Pacific time. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by D Mediva Issa tonight to talk about SmackDown, because guess what? Rampage ain't even on. We're going to be done with this podcast by the time Rampage starts. And it's going to be like a half-hour show or something.
1: It's not that I'm in a bad mood about it. I'm just not complaining. You know, I was like, there is no way. I hope they don't ask us to go live at like 1230 at night, because, you know, Alfred was already like, I'm taking the night off. I'm like, Glenn is going to have to carry the show on his own. (laughs)
0: I just got a text from Alfred and said, uh, I've heard there's a massive amount of cake in San Diego this weekend. So, uh, you know, we know Alfred loves his baked goods. And so he's off to San Diego to uh, indulge in copious amounts of cake.
1: I just hope that there's a gym where he stays so he can work off the amount of carbs that he's going to be consuming.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, (laughs) like cake's a young man's game. You know, you get older, you start to appreciate a good piece of pie. You know, something a little more delicate, flaky, not quite as. Uh, I'm more soft, of a
1: flan but... person because I'm really make a kick-ass flan. Oh, I make the best flan.
0: Interesting. I don't think I've ever met a flan person before.
1: I mean, because you never had my flan.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. You'll have to put the so recipe on. I'm gonna add line.
1: it. I'm gonna add it to the list of bonding activities that we're doing in Vegas. Okay, together. but c-
0: can you make it vegan? Can you make a vegan flan? Oh, I can. Oh.
1: Okay. Wow. Oh, I got mm. you. I got you. Okay. That's for I'm, you, though. I'm not making a vegan flame for nobody else but
0: you. Okay. Well, we'll have a conversation if you need some uh, replacers for some things because uh, there's uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I
1: <there's> know.
0: – good <laughs> options. You know, apparently – That's what my
1: mom said. I'm like, yeah. My mom was like, if you're ever going to make it for a vegan, you need to make sure you call them and make sure that what you replace it with is is the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> you know it's a game changer is uh, for eggs or anything that like, needs to be sort of frapped or whipped, like um, like uh, the, basically the uh, – the uh juice from a can of beans like they're called aquafaba really yeah it's like egg whites it whips up just like egg whites it's crazy so you can use like a can of chickpeas you just strain out all the liquid out of that and you can whip that up you can make like a meringue yeah it's crazy
1: you learn something new every day thanks to alfred love for cake look at everything that we're learning
0: making the world a whole life brighter uh he's going the distance in San Diego this weekend, and uh, we will see him back here on Tuesday. But tonight, SmackDown, and, uh, you know, enough of this banter. Let's talk with... Issa. what's the biggest story in professional wrestling right now?
1: Uh, Brock Lesnar tried to commit murder on SmackDown.
0: Okay, aside from that, aside from that, All what's right, the biggest fine. story in professional the wrestling?
1: The biggest right story now? going on right now is that Cody Rose has reportedly signed with WWE officially... This is being reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. According to the report, Rose signed um, with WWE 10 to 14 days ago. It was noted that the current plan is to have Rose debut at WrestleMania weekend. As reported earlier, Cody Rose versus Seth Rollins have been rumored to take place at WrestleMania 38. So apparently, you weren't far off about saying they're not going to bring him the Raw like before Mania. They're bringing him out at WrestleMania. But if the report by PW Insider is correct, this is a done deal. It's been a done deal for two weeks. They're just waiting for that moment.
0: Wow. Kind of crazy. I mean, it's a big deal, right? AEW to WWE. This is uh, nuts. I think that it's going to be very exciting at first. And time will tell how it works yeah. out.
1: Right, right. I think I think bringing him at WrestleMania is going to be such a big deal. I completely changed my mind after we had the conversation on the last show about the impact that it would make to bring him out at WrestleMania as opposed to a Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania. Granted that we're going to be robbed, probably some awesome promos that we could have mm-hmm. had between these two guys. But still, I think the pop in the WrestleMania moment kind of like makes up for it. But yeah, that is the biggest news in professional wrestling. If this report is correct, this is really a done deal. So So good for Cody Rhodes, I guess.
0: Here's my prediction for how this is going to go. He's going to go over on Seth. And then he's going to come out. Now, he's going to be on the Raw brand. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. That
1: that was on the news report. He's going to be on Raw.
0: We don't know what's happening with the championships, though. Because there's going to be the unification. I wonder... If one of those belts ends up on Mr. Rhodes at the pay-per-view following WrestleMania.
1: So I believe it was the wrestling observer that reported that even though the Rome is in um, Brock is a unification match, they still plan on having a world champion on each shows, on each show kind of defeats the purpose, but there might be some kind of tournament, some kind of new title on Veal. I'm not sure. No, don't quote me on this. It's all rumors, but that is a possibility.
0: You know, I could see them bringing back the World Heavyweight Championship and having Cody uh, win that little nice wrestling continuity lore there.
1: I mean, ultimately, Cody said that he left because he didn't feel like he was being utilized and he could become a bigger star. So if he comes back and wins that, you know, it's like full circle for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. Uh, What else? What else is going on? That's not as big of a story in the world of uh, jeff
1: hardy <laughs> jeff hardy was in the matt hardy podcast and he finally explained why he did what he did at the house show remember he kind of like jumped over the rail and kind of just took off and everybody thought it was weird um he said that certain things just happened for a reason and he didn't do it on purpose he said that he felt like sometimes he felt like a big deal, and sometimes he felt like he was just roaming the halls in WWE, not even reali- realizing why he was there. So that night in Texas, he finished his heat, took the heat, and he just said in his mind, I'm ready to go. So he went over the railing, disappearing into the crowd. And naturally, they obviously thought that he took drugs or whatever, but he didn't. He didn't mean to do it in a bad way. It was just, he was just <laughs> done. So he just walked out. That's that, that's literally the explanation to this bizarre incident that was all over the internet. What do you think about that? What do you think I, about his explanation where he was just like, I was just ready to go?
0: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it's sincere. It's a little questionable, you know, the circumstance. Uh,
1: do you think there was had... an alternative motive? Do you think he thought this might get me fired? And, because he did went on to say everything happens for a reason and it worked out perfectly for him.
0: I'm saying if, if you're going to leave and make an exit and you're just like screw this i'm done why not make it a newsworthy moment
1: right right agree now you always bring pop culture into things yeah so i would like to take this moment to make an example one of my favorite <laughs> movies is Rockstar with mark walbert oh there and you, I know. Know if you remember the moment right. that he is done being a rock star and he just gives the mic uh, the microphone to the kid that he calls up from the crowd and he mm-hmm. tells the manager i'm just gonna go take a piss and he never comes back to the to the band it reminded me of that his explanation
0: you know if i were a professional wrestler and i were gonna just leave abruptly without telling anyone i i hate to say it i would wait until i got booked into some title match where i was set to yeah. lose and then I would legitimately go for the pin or the submission and legi- legitimately try and go off script and win. Like, because that, that would be a story. That would be an all time history making story where it was just like, I'm going over, you know?
1: So you're like, if I'm going to go out, I'm not going to go out a jobber. I'm going yeah, out. Yeah. I'm going to the
0: champ. Why not? You know, why <laughs> well, not you do
1: ch- it on a live show or, oh, a- I do it, on, it on a, a pay-per-view or
0: no paper. paper. I'd be like what? WrestleMania. You know, I would be like, "Why not?" Like, I'm going for that title. You know?
1: Oh my god! The day that Glenn is done with wrestling, Inc., he's gonna do something crazy live on the
0: air. Oh, it's it's gonna be an epic, <laughs> epic uh, exit for sure. But uh, no, I think uh, look, I think um, you know, for whatever was going through Jeff's mind at the moment, I mean, he did what he needed to do. It all worked out. It was a house show. It's, but it's it's um, it's a quirky moment. It's not a mic drop. And I think right. if you're going to leave WWE, like, go out and blaze the glory.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought he made a statement. He was done. And like he said, it worked out great for everyone. I don't think WWE had any major plans for Jeff Hardy. He talked about how appreciated he felt coming into AW. He's reunited with Matt. I do think Matt already looks 10 times better just by being reunited with his brother. So, you know what? It all worked out in the end, then.
0: Yes, yes it did. John Jordan four ninety nine got a super chat in an hour before the show to say Wow Okay, there it is, Cody's signed, time to button things up, for instance, haven't heard anyone talk about whether or not Kingdom is licensed by AEW? That is a good question.
1: Hmm. I think that's his own song. I I that's what I heard that he licensed it himself, but I oh. could just be making that up. <laughs> I, I am such maybe. a reliable source. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we gotta uh, see if Alfred's getting some texts from the streets. Listen, so I can't.
1: You have to. You have to try to license it, right? Like that, like that would make the WrestleMania moment even bigger. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. In WrestleMania, it's Cody Rhodes. I don't know, but you get what I
0: mean. <laughs> Trevor stuck asking, would you shoot on Brock and try and win the title? Okay, probably not a match with Brock. Probably not shooting on Brock.
1: Look <laughs> you know how well that worked out for Braun Strowman. Remember? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) actually, you know, I'm like, go ahead. I'm
0: sorry. Actually, you know, what'd be funny though, is I think, um, depending on how his relationship was with his coworkers, not a Brock Lesnar, but I could, I could see somebody being in cahoots on that because they could just claim like he just went into business for himself, man. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was going over, you know?
1: there's there's so many wrestlers that had that missed opportunity, you know, but what's the deal? Like now people contracts are not getting renewed. People are just getting released. So they don't have the time to plan an exit quite like Jeff Hardy did.
0: (laughs) Very spur of the moment. Uh, (laughs) So what else do we got? What's the last story?
1: Uh, Last bit on the news is that Vince McMahon is reportedly still planned to be somehow involved in this Pat McAfee Austin Theory WrestleMania 38 match. Um, there's some kind of role. That's noted. It was originally reported that it was said to be Vince McMahon, but he was replaced by Austin Theory. But in an update from last Friday, SmackDown Wrestling Observer is reported that Vince will actually still have a role in this match. Yeah. What kind of role do you want to see Vince McMahon it's, in, he's when it comes turn to in this match?
0: He's going to turn into a triple threat and uh, Vinny Max going over. He's gonna pin he's gonna stack and pin both of them like Roman did to D Brian Edge.
1: Okay. Okay. This
0: Vince needs to show he's still got it, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did see Pat having to go into Vince's office tonight. So I mean Vince is still heavily involved
0: here yeah. somehow, right? Yeah. It's just weird yeah. though because I don't know. It actually, it, I hate to say this, but it makes more sense to Vince for Vince to be in the match than to have Vince in um Austin's corner, Austin Theory's corner, because Vince in somebody's corner only works when it's like uh, the Trump Vince match, the the hair match. Like you need somebody that can go toe to toe with Vince to be in Pat's corner. Now this is Shane McMahon. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say this is kind of dumb. But I could see it being Shane McMahon. I mean, dumb like it's a dumb booking idea. It's I mean, but you're right. It's a very educated guess.
1: Michael Michael. Cole
0: (laughs) and all the kids are going to be rooting for Cole and like that. I mean, I mean Stephanie maybe, but they've got two weeks. They've got two weeks for this to come together. So Shane does make sense, and maybe we could find out what was that evidence he had over Vince. Maybe Shane I'm still could waiting to find know.
1: out. We're going back to Dallas, back to WrestleMania 32, where everything was about what's in the box. We never found out what was we in the box. We never
0: found out. No. Disappointed. I know. Uh so Joe Care. Oh, I get it. Uh five dollars by SummerSlam Cody will have yellow polka dots and brandy will be renamed Sapphire. A <laughs> W needs to stay. AEW needs to say roads where we're going we don't need roads uh i mean brandy's probably not signing with WWE.
1: it took me a little while to get that i'm sorry
0: i, I know it's a little, a little advanced
1: once you got it i was like when you said i get it i'm like you get what <laughs> i mean it's being rumored that brandy's not coming to wwe with cody Rhodes. so who knows what's gonna happen with brandy
0: i just want to know what does this mean for roads to the top were you a fan of this show, Glenn? Uh I no, but I like when I like when stuff like that exists. I mean, I like seeing Cody get to do the other stuff on the network. Um it's interesting. I wonder I wonder I wonder if WWE had to offer him um some terms that would allow him to do other media gigs, or tried to offer and say, like, hey, with NBC Universal and Fox, sky's the limit. You could be a judge on the Mass Singer next season. Like, you know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hook you up, man, you know.
1: I, I like, um, well, I only watched one episode, but I did like that you would get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff at AEW. Yeah. So, but you know, as a wrestling fan, of course, that's what I watch for, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that's the problem with Ms. and Mrs. is that I don't really care about their domestic life. Total Diva, I right, thought Total Divas was, was that its most interesting when they were talking about stuff that was going on in WWE. From their perspective, Total
1: Divas did a good job of balancing their WWE lives and outside of WWE lives. Where Miss and Misses it's just literally their lives, you barely ever see, you know, the their whatever's going on in WWE get involved. So yeah, I, because we yeah. we like seeing, you know, what's going on in wrestling. Total Divas still drove me crazy because their timelines were so off. I had to stop watching.
0: Uh, I have to say, Ms. and Mrs., we did talk about that extensively when we were planning our move because my recollection is they rented a bus yeah. to do the move with their dogs and we needed to move yeah. five cats when we moved. So we were like, how much does it cost to rent a bus just for this? Because we don't want to fly them because that could be weird. And we don't want right. to drive in a car with screaming cats for 10 hours. Uh, right. We ended up hiring a service where they like sedated our nice. cats and move them and thank god they were you know everything turned out okay but it was very nerve wracking.
1: Yeah, yeah that's it gives you anxiety. I travel with Roman a lot and even though he should be a pro at it now it still gives yeah. me anxiety to travel with him.
0: Yeah I mean it's I, I don't I'm not moving again. Like I'm not going through that again. Thank God it all turned out <laughs> okay but you think about the worst case scenario and yeah it's it's of terrible course. what can go wrong. So uh SmackDown tonight, although mm-hmm. literally we could just spend you know the next ninety minutes talking about our pets and, oh, yeah, uh, 1,000%. You know, yeah, all the lifestyle aspects. And I think the audience would, would relate to that because I know we've got a lot of animal lovers uh, in the Wrestling Inc. fan base. But SmackDown tonight, oh, my God, uh, Roman out with the Usos, out with Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar's flight is delayed. And oh, no, it's not. He's on his way. Like, What do you make of Roman and the Usos? Like, we got to get out of here. I thought it was funny
1: because they were just Roman was just talking all this crap about how he was gonna smash him, but Brock was scared. But you first of all, you skipped over like explaining the impact of Roman coming out after being missing for a week. Like we didn't get Roman Reigns last week, so of course he shows up in the entrance looking beautifully tan, sporting a brand new shirt that says greatness on a different level, which stands for. God mode. As soon as I saw that shirt, I started singing like a prayer by Madonna.
0: Well, life is a mystery. Yes. Um.
1: Um, anyways, <laughs> so then he made his way to the race. <laughs> and he asked Charlotte, North Carolina to acknowledge him as he always does. Now, hear me out because I still do sure. not trust Paul Heyman. I don't trust Paul Heyman. Why will Paul go from the flight is delayed to he's on his way in a matter of a minute? Do you well, think it, this was a setup by Paul Heyman?
0: Maybe. I mean, or, you know, I've had it before where sometimes I'll get texts later. Like, I'll have tech show up late. Some some weird thing will happen with the network. I mean, I don't know. But it could be shenanigans on Paul's part. I
1: mean, we do know that Brock has, like, a weird flip phone. You might be onto something here because Brock oh, probably yeah. doesn't have the latest version of whatever phone it is that he has. But Roman was talking crazy trash about Brock, was scared. He told Charlotte, <laughs> hey, I know you want to see me kick his ass, but he's not here. And then as soon as he's, like he's on his way, he was like, no, nah, fam, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I we're... laughed. I laughed
0: word has it brock actually still has a 2005 nokia and every time he thinks about upgrading the he does he loses all interest when he learns that he'll no longer be able to play snake on his phone so one of
1: the greatest mobile games ever
0: created it's true it's true i mean is there (laughs) snake on the iphone i I miss i miss playing snake
1: i mean yeah there probably is one it's probably like a high-tech version of it it's not like the original you
0: know yeah i want the original you know, really you know what text- I miss? Taking
1: that? 10 hours to text because you had to press the button four times. And like the kids today will never know the struggle.
0: But I got really good with the predictive text and the text I messaging. Yeah. I hated it.
1: Yeah. I still struggle with that, even with my iPhone. Not, it's not a struggle. It's because my keyboards, I switch them from English to Spanish. And I get oh, them yeah. so confused that it keeps like autocorrecting English words to Spanish, Spanish words to English. It's a mess.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give people the pro tip for the iPhone right now. If you go to your iOS settings and you go to keyboards, there's text shortcuts. I want you to go in there. I want you to type in every swear word as the shortcut and then say, what word should replace it with? And put the swear word. You'll never get ducking again. You'll get all the good, colorful language in your phone to recognize properly. And I've got a bunch of little shortcuts. I've got like TY, thank you. I've got LTR later. I've even got stuff for business, like I have a calendar link I send out, so I can just type Cal and it'll automatically replace that with my calendar link that I send people. I've got like just sort of repetitive notes. I got no worries. I got basic <laughs> stuff that I just want simple shortcut access. It has been a game changer for me.
1: I'm so glad that you're using this for like your benefit. I typically try to get a hold on people's phones when they're still unlocked, and I like set their autocorrect to like something insane. Like I did it to my nephew, where if he would type like. I think it was like PY for thank you. It would like put like a long ass. And you want to like go back. I did that to him for the longest time. Drove him crazy.
0: Good Lord. Well, that's just evil. Okay. So one time there is an old photo of me. Maybe I'll have to play, post this photo online. It's like me. Uh, this was when I was in a band. And, you know, I was. it was kind of a hipster look. I was wearing a, like a cream colored turtleneck. And then I had like this nice sort of burnt ash, like corduroy jacket over it and whatnot. And I remember my mother-in-law once saw that. She was like, oh, nice photo, Glenn. And I think she was being sarcastic. And so when I got access to her phone, I made that her wallpaper screen and her lock screen. Yeah. And it took her years to figure out how to change that. She finally had to, like, pay somebody to change that off her uh, <laughs> off her phone. Those were Amazing. good times. Yeah.
1: Amazing.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun, fun with people's phones. But Brock, who knows? Oh, my who God. Knows?
1: Oh, my God. Brock. Brock then... Roman runs to the back, gets in this black SUV, and we just see Rock in this forklift, literally attempt to murder Roman Reigns, the Usos and Paul Heyman on live television. Nobody called the cops, nobody did anything. That was attempted murder recorded on live television. And he was laughing about it. I love this. I love everything about this segment
0: yeah not a forklift, but he hit the the truck they were in he they got into another truck like I guess this said they commandeered like yeah, like in gone in sixty <laughs> seconds, they commandeered a lot of cars uh and then uh Brock ripped the the door off I mean yeah, it was a great bad yeah which moment. I was scared
1: for the fans because you remember when he ripped the door off the Cadillac and threw it onto the crowd and like smashed yeah. a freaking fan in the head with it,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but then he brought
1: the, the he brought the. Oh, go
0: ahead. Did oh, you no, find no, the no.
1: picture?
0: I did find the picture.
1: Okay, no, we got to stop. Show it. Oh, hold on. you got going to post that? Hold on.
0: <laughs> why does it only get the white balance better? There we go. It's me oh, looking at wow. a sensitive swab. You, wow.
1: you look mad being I that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Tony D'Angelo would was... be proud of that picture.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think that was uh, like 2000. No, 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 that was 1997, 98. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good times. Uh, But no, I like this backstage segment. I think uh, WWE does these very well. And um, I think they overdo them sometimes. But I thought this was well done tonight.
1: Why did Brock bring the door to the ring like a trophy?
0: That's a good question. Well, I think he just wanted to say, you know, like, hey, look what I did.
1: <laughs> he brought it to the ring like it was some kind of trophy. And then he didn't know what to do with it while he was trying to call his promo. In which he ultimately said that he is out for blood. And Roman can run now, but he will not be able to run in two weeks at WrestleMania. Everything was so well done that it made every other feud in this show feel insignificant compared to the effort that they're putting into Brock and Roman. That well, was think, a mistake.
0: I think Rhonda and Charlotte is uh Oh no
1: yeah I thought solid opening solid closing but all those fields in the middle of the show.
0: Yeah oh there's a lot of there's a lot of um a lot of mid matches mid. uh that are they're being built. TA five dollars saying love you guys. First time watching live well welcome. I basically didn't hear any of Paul what's saying what Paul Heyman was saying Same. because I was drooling over Roman.
1: Same, same every time, every time. I can I understand how you feel. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a society.
0: A society like a have like Roman Reigns,
1: <laughs> like a cult or something. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: like it's gonna be like you know I'm I'm gonna stop before I go further. With if you have this. certain
1: feelings when you're watching Roman Reigns certain- on TV, come join my cult. <laughs> we gotta stop.
0: um so great opening segment really really built nicely um and then lesnar coming out to the stage after carrying the truck door and doing the promo talking about being the bipolar beast being awakened this was good they're building this how do you think this ends though with this unification do you think brock rides off into the sunset and we don't see him for Why a while are you after? Trying that?
1: To, is this your own way of trying to make me pick a side? Because I'm not ready. I'm not okay, ready well, to pick a side yet.
0: I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how this goes because the beauty of two titles is yeah. that Brock and Roman can coexist on separate brands and it all makes sense. Brock being in WWE and not having a championship or being in the ch- a championship chase, not that he's ever really chasing, but he's normally not there when he's not at the highest level. So I wonder if Roman wins both belts, Roman, who's a full timer who makes the most sense to win both belts. Right. agree. Um, that's what I'm saying. I just, I don't know what the plan is for Brock beyond this. Does he disappear and come back and win money in the bank again? Like Mm -hmm. how do they, uh, how do they deal? I mean,
1: maybe, but this out. Brock is also on a different level. I know that Roman was wearing that beautiful shirt that said that, but I also feel like this Brock is on a different level. Taking him <laughs> taking him off television right now when he's at the hottest might not, i just might not be smart, but I can understand why WWE doesn't want to have Brock on TV unless he's on top because that's where he belongs. I just, this version of Brock is just a version we've never seen before and I'm enjoying it and I'm just... Based on what you said, maybe they'll take him off TV, so I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, be happy while, while we have it. Smile because it happened.
0: Edward Cousins says, I looked like the fifth member of Color Me Bad.
1: <laughs> Why well, is that accurate?
0: <laughs> yes. So there you go. It was uh, George Michael, Kenny G, Terrence Trent Darby, uh, Snow, and me, the fifth member of Color Me Bad. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I, had to, I had to remember the 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 look nicknames that we had for the Columbia bad members. I owned that record, and I believe I got that from the Columbia House Record and Tape Club.
1: Oh yeah, the ripoff.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was that was that was a sweet scam.
1: Yeah it was. Yeah it, it was, was. One of
0: my like twelve CDs for a penny. It was uh, funny because they
1: were scamming, but you were scamming them too because you were sending so many different entries to get the twelve CDs for a penny. Like it was all a big scam back and forth.
0: Oh yeah, it was a good time. Absolutely. Uh on on the Yellow Jackets Buzz Podcast, we went into great detail about ways that we defrauded the Columbia record and tape club as children (laughs) and teenagers. (laughs) So give that a listen. Um Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus Los Lotharios. Now, of course, uh, that's the Lotharios in English. Um what thanks for clarifying that. Well, I just want to make you know, not all of our audience is bilingual. And so I think it's very important that we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. create an inclusive environment of language diversity.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Soy de acuerdo. Uh,
0: but as predicted, Boobs and Shinsuke went over in this match. But what do you think of the match itself?
1: <clears throat> I mean, the match was fun. I just wish I was more invested in this. You know, I, there's a lot of matches. I mean, maybe it's just the tact division in general, but I just don't feel like I'm into this. But they're doing a good job of building booths in Chinsky as a tag so they can face the Usos at WrestleMania.
0: Mm-hmm. Which will be great. And, you know, yeah. they are becoming more and more superstars uh, with the entrance. Even those silly Toyota commercials where I believe tonight the end resolution was they're going to go Thelma and Louise style and steal a car and go on a cross-country road trip. Uh, which I would pay <laughs> to see that movie. I won't lie. Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Just wrestling in different towns as they go on their, their cross country uh, fleeing. I a do vehicle. like the
1: commercials. I do like the two of them together.
0: You know, they shot it those is. up where I used to live, up in Northern California, really? all along the snow. used to live t- half an hour from the Sonoma coast. And they were on the Russian River tonight. It was lovely.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah, it was very well done. But no, this match was good. But who wins at Mania? The Usongs? really i mean don't you think it's you more think, of a feel-good and moment?
1: books have enough momentum going for themselves to win the pack titles
0: well here's the question it's really about what are the plans for roman after mania because
1: i don't know but now, if he doesn't have any
0: <laughs> so think about this for a second and th- again think about the story don't think about Issa's vision board and your hopes and dreams Think about the story. The Usos lose their titles. Heyman betrays Roman and Brock wins both championships. We have a very good storyline about the bloodline being in disarray and having inner conflict. And then from there, there's a chance to do something really different going forward with Roman rebuilding his way back to the championship. It
1: doesn't work for me, Glenn.
0: Okay, what about Roman wins, but the Usos lose, and then Roman kicks them out of the bloodline. The Usos team up with Solo, Sokoa, and then we get into a three-on-one feud. Usos and Solo versus Roman.
1: Doesn't work for me,
0: Glenn. I mean, Roman goes over all of them. He wins.
1: Okay, then it does work for me.
0: I'm just I'm just trying to think about the ways that this could go. I just think
1: you know? there's something very powerful about the way they feel together right now when they come out to the ring, Paul and the Usos, and I mean I do think that this is never going to happen not with Roman, but I do think that this thing could come out looking like that without the belts, and it will have the same impact just because they're just that good right now. But they're, they're just it's working, and I don't know that Shinsuke and Bulls are are there yet. Maybe they could be. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Uh, I know Shinsuke. You
1: know, I'm a big Shinsuke Nakamura fan. I sure, just don't sure. know that they have that momentum going.
0: I mean, the crowd's on their side.
1: Of course they are.
0: So, uh, Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Happy Baron and Corbin, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. Drew and the Viking Raiders went over. The match was about what you'd expect. But, choice of words, WWE. Because Moss cracked a joke. But an episode of Happy Talk that puts everyone to sleep called Nappy Talk, which got repeated again. I was like, are they real? Like, nobody said, like, hmm, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, okay.
1: You know, it's what happens when you keep rewriting scripts over and over until the show has to air. You don't have time to take a look at these things and go like, ah, you know. Hated it. I noticed that too, right away.
0: Yeah. I'm Are gonna you stop excited, there.
1: But let, me ask you, let me ask you something. <laughs> yeah. Let me change okay, okay. the subject.
0: Here. Yes, please, please do, ex- before this goes into weird territory.
1: Are you excited for Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin at WrestleMania?
0: I would like Baron Corbin to lose all his money again.
1: Right. Because that's the last time he was interesting. And Drew McIntyre hasn't really—I don't know—they've been feuding forever.
0: Yes, it's like uh, I was watching this movie the other night. You know, this movie came out in two thousand three. I finally watched it the other the other night. Uh, A movie called *The Cooler* with William H. Macy, and he's a guy whose luck is so bad that Alec Baldwin is a casino boss, and he hires William H. Macy to go sit at tables next to people to make them lose. And the plot of the movie is he meets a woman and falls in love and then his luck changes and everything goes to hell. But I was thinking it's kind of the same thing. Like Baron Corbin is great when he's on a losing streak and is a sad sack. And it's so much more interesting, but it just doesn't work with him with this happy-go-lucky right. attitude. Right.
1: Yeah. It's just <clears throat> I think like maybe a poor Baron Corbin and a Drew McIntyre before the sword would have been such a better, more interesting feud. Because he's going
0: to win the sword and pawn the sword.
1: <laughs> I don't I, 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 don't know. It's just weird to see Drew go from you know the main event of this empty WrestleMania to fighting for the WWE title, last WrestleMania, to this feud. And, the, and, and may, it's going to be a good match, don't get me wrong, but it's just like because he's been feuding with Rich Holland for so long. Remember he came mm-hmm. back at the rumble because Rich Holland had taken him out. We're talking like months. So it just doesn't feel fresh. Yeah. I just want to care a little bit more. Like there is such a level of like, it's either the hype is up here, right? Like Roman and Brock or the hype is like down here. It's like a, it's like it goes, it's like a roller coaster of emotions.
0: Okay, so here's the deal, Isa. Talk about Vegas bonding. Uh, money in the Bank is in Vegas July 2nd. Yes. We need to get Baron Corbin and we need to go out and make like the worst gambling decisions ever with his money. Yes. So he loses yes. us all again and he gets back to being the best version of his country.
1: How about we try to invite him to a private poker game and we set it up to where it's rigged? Like, like we'll be like, oh, we're locals. We don't go to these casinos. I not know what you're talking about. Like, you want to win big? come to our poker game and then we make it like we rig it and then yeah, it'll be like rounders game. we'll be
0: dealing off the bottom of the deck we'll be uh palming cards it'll be great yeah
1: yeah we just have to set up a fake poker room
0: you know i think we could do that they have so get this they actually have um, a casino at the the mall uh you know the big mall here in vegas they actually have a casino that's that's like for learning it's for dealers and training for people that want to learn gambling you don't yeah. actually play with real money so I think, you know, we set it up there. That's how we stage it all. We rent that out because it looks like a real money. We're not putting our oh,
1: yeah, yeah, real money. That's yeah, the we're key. We're not putting our
0: real money. Okay,
1: perfect. perfect. Yeah, that's Sounds the like key. A plan. That's what and, we're do. Um,
0: you know, maybe, maybe we invite Duke Hudson. We involve him in this. We get the Duke poker room back. He's getting yeah, out a winning I streak. I don't
1: know. He might be too missy
0: making out in the middle of the ring. or something. Yeah, I have to say, but which gimmick is better? And I'm saying, Duke, no, go back to poker, buddy. Forget this new gimmick forget it it'll never get over I mean I'm sure it's a lot more fun than uh losing poker on camera again and again but still um anyhow uh we saw about ricochet winning over Sami Zayn but it's not about ricochet it's about Sammy and Johnny Knoxville and they have no plans uh, for ricochet
1: do they? <laughs> <So terrible. laughs> <laughs> dude you, you won the championship you nothing it, so i had to say it <laughs>
0: no it's gonna be a six-man ladder match at mania i'm sure um
1: but with who everybody else is on some that's true. pointless feud
0: so it's gonna be an anything goes match between knoxville and Zane at wrestlemania
1: anything goes yes okay. that's gonna be fun
0: what does that even mean <laughs> Anything goes, Glenn? I've heard that one before. Uh, but no, uh, I think um I mean but no you have extreme rules, you have no holds barred, you have no DQ. Yeah, but like, you don't have anything. Anything goes. goes. Anything <laughs> We'll see. I'm sure. I'm there's trying to be think some of story. some of
1: the jackass stunts and how we're gonna yeah. turn it into something in this match. I haven't watched the new jackass movie, so I need to watch it before maybe. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there will be some silliness and shenanigans in this match. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Sasha Banks that- Ricochet.
1: Yeah. Like Ricochet won this IC title. It's WrestleMania season. They should have something Wait. for him, and you can just tell they have nothing.
0: Alicia A is saying, have Baron Corbin invest in a Ponzi scheme. Better yet, let's bring back the back. Shining Stars and he could buy some timeshares at the Shining Star Resort in Puerto Rico.
1: I just and... interviewed uh, Epico, so you guys should go check it out.
0: Does she he loves. have any of those does he have any of the pamphlets left from the Shining Stars timeshare? I really wanted I one. Of those.
1: I didn't have a chance to ask, but I should be at one of his shows tomorrow. I will make sure to ask. If because he does, they... I will get you one. Yeah.
0: Because they only handed those out at a few shows, but those were printed timeshare flyers they had, like brochures. But Glenn,
1: come to Puerto Rico, the shining star of the Caribbean.
0: You know, we went there, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to go there.
1: (laughs) It debuted the night after WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33. I'll never forget, seeing the Puerto Rican flag on the screen, I got all excited, and then I saw what the gimmick was, and I was like, oh, no.
0: Part of my motivation when we went to Puerto Rico is I went, well, the Shining Stars and Menudo. Like, so right there, you got me. I was like, wait, we can go to the places Menudo shot those Menudo on ABC vignettes. Yeah. And we did. We went to the mall. We went to the fort. We went to all of it.
1: The fort? Yeah. More, yeah, we went to the haunted. fort because in,
0: in old San Juan, it's Puerto so Rico. It's Do you know that? It's no, super I didn't. haunted. Oh I did
1: my not God. Know that. I'm, I'm I about to, to make things. a blog about it. I'll send you the link when I make it. I'm going to okay. talk about all the stories
0: very interesting very interesting um so sasha banks and naomi versus Liv morgan or rhea ripley loved this what? they don't match. go here i know but they're all gonna be in the tag team title match at wrestlemania sasha and naomi massive star power just combining in this tag team live Morgan and Ray Ripley it's working out well this is the best the women's tag division in WWE I think has ever been Zelina and Carmella at ringside uh, were fantastic on commentary and just when you think it can't get any better Natalia and Shayna Baszler break up this match so they're a tag team now this match was really good I think this may have been the longest match on the show tonight um it was very well done and I think this is going to steal the show at WrestleMania and I truly believe that Sasha and Naomi are gonna win those titles at Mania in this what is now gonna be a fatal four-way match.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I was trying to think when is the last time that the women's tag team division looked this like this stacked or like they were trying, right? And to me, it hasn't looked this good since A when they introduced the title and had that elimination chamber match. Or maybe when Sasha and Bailey had them, and they had all of the titles, people wanted to kind of like take those titles off of them, which was Asuka and Charlotte who ended up taking them off of them. So I agree with you. At least they're putting some effort, you know, into this. And and a lot of women that deserve to be in WrestleMania will be at WrestleMania because of these tag titles. But Naomi and Sasha, they just my god, I love them together.
0: I think they've got I'm the sold. right. I'm teams. sold. I yeah. think. It took them a while, but these are the right team. Look, I mean, Nikki and Rhea, I mean... Mm, Didn't
1: make sense. Did it no, make it as doesn't much make sense, sense as Rhea and Liv. I would Rhea actually. and Liv
0: look incredible together. Yeah. Um, they have great chemistry in the ring. This was a really great match tonight. And I'm telling you, I think Sasha and Naomi, as the champions here, this is going to supplement... We've been saying forever WWE needs a mid-card women's title. I think reinvigorating the, ta- the women's tag division this way with better yeah. teams and more meaningful storylines is going to be a huge net positive win for all the underutilized female talent right now on the main roster.
1: I agree. <laughs> I agree.
0: And, uh, it's funny, you know, uh, Trevor Stook is uh, mentioning the Iconics in the chat, man, imagine if the Iconics were still there. Like, I think, I think you could do so much. I mean, they almost have enough for like a decent tournament um, with this but and I like Sonia putting her thumb on the scale with Shayna and Natalia. I think that makes sense that for we're to, have, be
1: added.
0: to have Shayna's like just uh raw uh power and dominance in the ring with Natalia's technical skills like. this is shaping up to be really interesting. And I think this could go. It's funny that you
1: bring that up because when I first saw them together, I was like, this makes no sense because their styles are so different. And then I was like, Oh no, you know what? It makes sense because their styles are so different.
0: And I think it's going to bring something out in Natalia uh, that will help further establish her character and reinvent herself. So look, I thought this match was great tonight. If you watch any wrestling this evening, uh you can't go wrong with this match it was very well done and like i said this could steal the show on the whatever night of mania it's on i think it's going to be really really good but yeah I think it's man. Night two. I which think makes think sense because the on other ones two. are on night one right right mm-hmm. uh but it's true edward cousin saying where's Shotzi. that's what they need to do i don't know if it's Shotzi and aliyah but they need to figure out that other pairing for the underutilized talent right now right Agreed. who are not uh getting the opportunities pat mcafee cut this major babyface promo tonight but oh, he was so good he
1: was so good
0: uh apologize to austin theory for many things
1: yeah
0: i like austin Calling theory's theme choice yes. words i like austin theory's theme but not much else about austin theory
1: same but i really really enjoyed this promo by by pat he's so good he's won me over i'm actually looking forward to this match because of him not because of austin theory you know um i thought it was funny i was like why does he have to apologize when they announced that at the beginning of the show they were able to turn that around in the promo to where it makes sense you know the apology
0: yeah um you know We'll see how the actual match is. I think it depends on what Vince's involvement is in this match. Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. We saw a recap of what happened to Big E last week with updates on his health. Uh, The good news it looks like uh, it's broken neck, but not as severe as feared. Uh, His vertebrae is okay, but he is not. He won't need
1: surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but this is uh, not kayfabe. This is for real, but they're working it into a storyline, which, I mean, I guess you do what you got to do with the reality. If you're not following me on, on Instagram, you should, mm. because
1: he's been quite entertaining on his stories throughout this broken neck
0: period. No, absolutely. I just hope he gets better soon. He's uh, me too.
1: Just
0: so exceptionally talented. I think he's still got so much potential left, and uh, please get this man yeah. another title run. Um, but Kofi lost tonight to Ridge Holland and who was with Ridge, uh, Seamus and Butch. 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 Butch.
1: Butch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was there. You do remember, you remember him from NXT, Petey Poppins.
0: They made it. Okay. So back when he was wearing the cut up bath mat that he was like, uh, rocking around his shoulders. Yeah which I think I owned that bath mat for a while, something very similar. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But in he, think-
0: Yeah, yeah everybody everybody had that fuzzy bath mat. You know, no shame. No yeah. shame, Pete. Um, but he looked kind of big and menacing. But now in like the super skinny jeans and the newsies outfit, like he looks like a, a, a tiny little man. Like coming out, like he but looks
1: like. How can you look like a tiny little man when your name is Butch?
0: <laughs> he looks like a little rascal, like the little rascal Butch. <laughs> Um, but oh even with the other guys coming out there, like he looks like the little sidekick, like he looks like the guy, uh, who, when the, the bully is like telling off the parties, guys are like, yeah, tell him boss, you give it to him.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, why didn't they put Butch in the match? Like, why are you having him standing inside next to Sheamus, who is a mountain of a dude to begin with? I think anybody would look short next to Sheamus, but Butch managed to look even smaller. Okay, old.
0: here here's the reference. Um, let me uh open this up for how he looks. Oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna just get this uh correct. Let me get oh, the no. image. Hold on, I gotta I gotta find it. It's trying to make me show me a video here. I just I just want the photo. I just want the photo <laughs> of these two. Okay, here we go. Oh god. I know I'm scared. But it's it's important. It's very important okay. that we educate our audience on who he looks like cuz I could describe it but really let's uh let's just show the people. So, standing next to these two larger looking guys, he looks like Chester, the small terrier next to the big bulldog in the Looney Tunes cartoon Spike and Chester. I'm never going to
1: be able to unsee it now, Glenn.
0: He just looks like oh such a wee God. little man.
1: He looks like Roman, my dog.
0: But he doesn't look as big and intimidating as the other guys, you know?
1: I don't think he ever looked big and intimidating.
0: I mean, he did with the cut-up bath mat on him. He looked I like a they... guy you would on. You know, uh, uh, the one thing that I liked him was when he was
1: wearing that old white gear when he was in that fatal five way or five way match for the NXT title. Yeah. But it was because they were all his size, but carrying across, you know.
0: Well, as Trevor Slick is saying, that reminds me of the bullies from the Christmas story. Yes, he looks like the smaller kid yeah. from a Christmas story, and that's not yeah. good. And, yeah. um, Look, Pete Dunne's never smiled in his life. We established this a long time ago. Isa used uh, AI software to see what it would look like if Pete Dunne smiled. But the scowl he's doing right now, like, you could even tell the way he's standing. He's, like, kind of... his his He's, he's, he's kind of demure and just sort of like, mm, like, yeah, I know this name sucks. Like, I'm tough. Mm, I'm a tough guy. Mm, <clears throat> look at me. I mean,
1: it has to be such a weird moment for him, right? Like, not only are you... In the in in this name change BS, next to these two huge guys, you're also involved in the storyline that kind of hurt Biggie. Like I feel like this whole thing is just going all kinds of wrong.
0: Well, and Alonzo saying this isn't height shaming. This isn't about height. It's literally a, just about the way he's carrying himself. Because you right. could be a smaller guy and still look like a badass. You could still yeah. have swagger. He is hunched over in a way where I think and this is probably a Vince So it's like hunch over I look mean, like look you're at about to And like in the AEW roster.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, that was a joke.
0: That was a joke. No, but um you know Vince is probably saying, "Yeah, look like you're about ready to fight, hunch over, mm, got your fists." Uh but no, Conor McGregor is 5'8. Conor McGregor carries himself like a badass. Yeah. Uh Butch. Butch looks like Butch looks like the kind of guy that uh like, uh, yeah, has something to prove with, uh, with it. He looks like he looks like if you call him chicken, it's going to trigger something within him and he's going to be forced to accept your dare. As a thinker, think on that one a little bit. Uh, oh my god, and he's 5'10. Pete Dunne, I just looked at Pete Dunne, is 5'10, he is two inches oh, taller he... than Connor McGregor. Okay, how tall is Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox is know. 5'4. Michael J. Is Fox he? carries himself like a bigger man than Pete Dundee. Wait, and, and is he
1: really 5'4"? Yeah,
0: Michael J. Fox is, is a really small guy. I want to go back and watch some Family Ties after this tonight. I'll watch the episode yeah. where they run the... where the, the, My favorite episodes are probably the two, one where Alex uh, invests his dad's money in the stock market without his, him knowing, and then two when his dad's away and they turn the house into a hotel. That's probably the single greatest episode of Family Ties Ever. I
1: don't know. I don't know why you're pretending you're not going to run off to watch Rampage after this.
0: We know. That's right. I'm going to run off and watch Rampage right after this. Right after. Right.
1: You might even go live and cover it yourself with excitement. I mean. That's a lie. He's not going live. Is yet. it
0: pre-taped or is it live tonight? I don't know. But okay, so here's the crazy shit though about this match tonight. WWE yeah. thought, well, with the real life big E angle and Ridge Holland, and oh, the internet's buzzing about Butch. We gotta put this is our this is our main event match tonight. This is what we got to put in the prime position. Everyone's tuning in for this. That was a miscalculation. Wait, the, yeah, I mean, this was the last match of the show. Kofi Kingston oh, versus yeah. Ridge Holland. It should have been the women's tag match. That should have been, I mean, but they probably didn't want to do that and then do the Charlotte, Rhonda.
1: Right. So. Right. They had to space it out differently, but yeah, I guess I see your point. I like, I didn't think about that because to me, the closing of the show was the awesome segment with Rhonda and, um, and, and Charlotte, which I, I love this section, this next segment. This I didn't love, but Charlotte yes. and Rhonda, I really enjoyed.
0: So Charlotte out there. And again, it's just about the presentation with Butch. It's not about Pete Dunn. Like I said, go back to the having the bath mat on your shoulders, buddy. You look like a badass. You look like the Bruiserweight. Worked great yeah. with Matt Riddle, but in well, this he's group, he's
1: not that guy anymore, Glenn. He's, he's not that blood. guy.
0: I know, and he looks like the young, smaller street thug who has something to prove. And I just don't. I think it's a step down, buddy. I'm sorry. um but charlotte flair out in the ring talking about what she did to ronda rousey last week backstage fans chanting you tapped out um ronda coming out what did you think of this confrontation and then the fight that ensued
1: i love that charlotte's fit always on point always give her my fashion points she always looks great um I thought the the the, the Rhonda coming out, like, a little questionable, like, Charlie, like what's her name, the girl backstage?
0: Oh, uh, Kayla Braxton?
1: Yeah, Kayla Braxton is trying to stop her and be like, are you sure you want to do this? And I believe Rhonda was wearing her New York UFC jacket, by the way, because I have a hat from that event with the same logo, random fun fact. But I didn't... I. I didn't think that that made Rhonda look very smart, right? Because he already got attacked last week and and, and you think Charlotte was setting her up for something. But I do like the confrontation. I do like how violent these two are getting. There was a couple of spots that look a little questionable and dangerous, but I love the candlestick that she pulled out. Like not the first one, the second one, like Charlotte just thought two steps ahead of Rhonda this entire confrontation. So we'll see what they do with Rhonda next week, but now I feel like you got to give Rhonda a little something here because two weeks in a row now she's getting punked out by Charlotte.
0: It's very interesting to me the dynamic in this. Does do you think the audience likes Charlotte Flair?
1: In Charlotte? Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Elsewhere, worldwide.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how people feel about Charlotte. I feel like it's so fifty fifty, but I would tell you one thing. everybody talks about Charlotte all the time, whether they love her or hate her they, everybody's always talking about Charlotte. I saw so many comparisons between the match on Wednesday and people comparing Britt Baker selling to Charlotte Flair like she lives on people's heads rent free so she is oh, yeah, what does she call herself the most you know created superstar she is she is she's I think an she's an exceptional very controversial. Athlete. She is. I, I personally appreciate what Charlotte has done, but she's definitely talked about whether it's for good or bad. But here tonight, yeah, she was like, which is why I can understand why they did the angle this way. Maybe they'll let Ronda get something on Charlotte next week. But I think it would yeah. have been the wrong choice to let Ronda go over tonight. Like you needed to let Charlotte get yeah. her heat in Charlotte.
0: Ronnie going through a table, you could see there was blood in her mouth.
1: Yeah yeah really it was her mouth, right? I couldn't figure out first it was her mm-hmm. nose or her mouth, but
0: that was kind of brutal. <clears throat> uh, yeah, she had like bloody teeth her teeth were intact but uh, yeah there was blood. yeah, she but was there
1: was like when Ch- when Ronda she was able to get out of the arm bar and when Rhonda went to put her in the ankle lock again she pulled out the second candlestick and beat her. So it's just like I know the whole story of the Torcellus is that Ronda's not a one move you know athlete. So she's going to have to think of other moves here because, you know, Charlotte is already thinking ahead when it comes to everything that Rhonda has shown that she can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, They're building this very well.
1: Yeah. I'm very much more invested in the last two weeks as I was on the beginning.
0: Who do you think goes over? Rhonda. Okay. I mean, what about
1: you? You think Charlotte goes over here?
0: I th- I could see where they feel like they owe it to Rhonda given that in the first main event Becky went over. Like Charlotte, I think, is a lifer at this point. So I think um yeah. she's more likely to be okay with dropping the title to Rhonda at main yeah, event.
1: Yeah, I just think momentum-wise, if it wasn't for Rhonda winning the rumble and picking Charlotte, Charlotte's this reign has been underwhelming.
0: But that's the problem with with Charlotte as a champion, though. It's um the angles, I, I think that Charlotte doesn't get the best storylines, and I think that's that goes right. back to when they had her with with her dad still. I'm trying to think of the last time Charlotte had a really great storyline outside of Becky, and with Becky it worked because they were friends. No, uh, back and
1: forward with her and Sasha, yeah. and the titles was very good.
0: Okay, so Sasha and Becky, those are the two great Rhonda or uh, two great Charlotte storylines so far.
1: Yeah. But no, were they to... great because of who she was against? I don't know. I do think that Charlotte is very talented. I appreciate what she brings to the women's division. But I do think this reign has been underwhelming when I compare it to Becky's. At least Becky has had a couple of matches that throughout this reign that I can think about were here. It's just like when I think of this current reign of Charlotte Flair, all I think about is Tony Storm and how that probably pushed her out of the company.
0: Man. If Rick was still, if, if you know, the, the resurfaced controversy and Rick leaving WWE, if they'd kept the Rick and Lacey thing going and Lacey came back and was like, I'm your new mom, Charlotte, that would have been an epic. Maybe she could still do it. We don't I'm, need I'm Rick for that. I'm your
1: mommy.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, like, I hope in time you'll learn to call me mom. You know, like she could, oh, Lacey could destroy. With that angle, we don't even need Rick for that angle,
1: right? In well, fact, the rumor in kayfabe, was that Lacey was going to go over? Remember, that's what people were reporting. Lacey was supposed to yeah. win the title from Charlotte.
0: Oh my God! So I mean, remember they used Paul Bearer in an angle after his death, yeah. like uh, in kayfabe. Lacey should be like Rick left everything to me. Charlotte's like fighting for her inheritance. Like they could do so much with this.
1: That's too far, Glenn.
0: What? Paul Bearer was in a feud after his death. This is the you're wrestling. Right, you right, you're, right. you're right. You're right. I hope Ric Flair lives a very long time. This is, I'm just. I'm talking. I'm. I'm just talking stories here. I'm just talking angles. Okay. You don't think that would be a good storyline? I would. It would. But
1: I feel like story. Charlotte has made a name for herself to where it doesn't matter what. I don't know. I would assume that Charlotte is rich on her own at this point, the way that she carries and speaks about herself.
0: I mean, maybe she's invested her money well. Right. I mean, with inflation and taxes, it's like most of those wrestlers are just, you know, barely barely in the black at this point.
1: Yeah. She carries herself like she has a lot of money. That's all I'm saying.
0: It Not- doesn't always mean We that. were
1: just talking about it with Butch
0: that's true okay so in your mind ronda goes over at mania yeah there you have it you heard it here first that was smackdown tonight
1: oh my god roman (laughs) and brock roman and brock that was it that was the show that's what we should have talked about for an hour roman and brock
0: that's good
1: Brock tried to kill him, Glenn. Yeah, they,
0: they do try and kill each other quite often.
1: No, no, no. This was. He stuck the thingies through the window. He could have hurt. There was him. no one
0: in the car when that happened. You know that, like, that was. They shot you're this earlier about, today. That wasn't live.
1: You're talking about storylines and suspending our disbeliefs. Why? I, guess, when, I love that opening segment. I did.
0: When. Shane McMahon and AJ had their backstage brawl. Why yeah. was there a camera inside the car to capture an angle from inside the car? Why?
1: Uh, because sometimes, you know, maybe he's a blogger.
0: <laughs> you know, a Tesla has sentry <laughs> mode. Tesla's got cameras all over that damn thing. Yeah. That would make sense. Shane, They're, you can always, never watching They're
1: always watching us. They're always watching us.
0: Ah, so that's the podcast tonight, everybody. Go get yourself a drink, grab yourself a snack. Rampage is starting in 15 minutes. We'll be back here uh, Tuesday. We'll find out about all the cake that uh, Alfred... We'll uh, find out if
1: Alfred actually likes us. I'm starting to think he doesn't like us anymore.
0: Perhaps. Moon Buck99, saying, Cody's coming (laughs) home.
1: Cheers to that. There you go. Adrenaline. In my
0: soul. So, one last thing I'll leave you with. So, last night we were watching Different Strokes on Amazon Prime, as one often does. You watch Different Strokes much? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever see the episode where Sam gets kidnapped?
1: Yes. Open to a season eight. Okay, so I, I
0: first it. off, they shot this thing like it's a backdoor pilot. Like Sam's getting a spinoff because they're showing this family. They're explaining like, you know, they lost a child. Like here's why the wife's sad. Here's the kid. Here's the dad. Dad's like, we should get another kid. And then of course the guy goes and kidnaps Sam. Thankfully Sam finds his way home. Uh, but the dude that kidnaps Sam looks remarkably like Arn Anderson in the 1980s. Like he to go remarkably back and watch him now. remarkably he to go back like and watch Arn too. Anderson. Good yes. job, different man. strokes. Now I'm curious. Did he Season have the Glock?
1: Though did he pull out the Glock to kidnap? Well, the kid? he's
0: threatening Sam's parents. He's threatening the Drummonds. Yeah. Okay. You okay. Know, so he's he so, have uh, the Glock. But you know, I mean, like, learned? you know, hard, hard times for Arn. Guest role on different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everybody, watch that this weekend Surprisingly dark Different strokes had a lot of dark episodes But that one's like surprisingly like a downer
1: All these TV shows that we used to watch are so dark Like Punky Brewster Didn't you just get left at a grocery store? Oh like, yeah, her mom I go back though. and think about that now And I'm like, what the freak, man? Like,
0: what? Now, did you watch the Punky Brewster reboot on Peacock?
1: No, I haven't
0: So, apparently, I didn't finish it yet they thought they were going to get renewed, but at the end of season one, Punky gets a phone call from her birth mom who abandoned her, and that was going to be the tease, that next season we were going to learn who Punky's mom was and the story behind that. I
1: punches her right in the face when she meets her. I will renew it just to get that moment.
0: We watched the first two episodes. It was it was okay. Yeah. They brought back uh, Sherry Johnson, so that was nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she's in it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah,
1: still doesn't talk me into watching it yet. Unless she meets the mom and punches her in the face. If she meets the mom and punches the mom in the face, I'm in. I'll watch. You let me know.
0: There you have it, folks. Punky Brewster's gonna beat up her mom. Peacock, <laughs> bring it back. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. It was on happen. the Punky Brewster reboot. Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. was her ex-husband. So there you go. Watch okay, everybody. Yeah, she was divorced. She had her own kids and then she adopts a kid. She sold him
1: at a grocery store. She took him out grocery (laughs) shopping and left him there (laughs) and never came
0: back. (laughs) You're dark, Isa. You're very dark. I (laughs) know. Okay, everybody, enjoy Rampage and uh, we will catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.